listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hi, this is Ted Johnson, and before we start today's podcast, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to a couple of our supporters. George Schauer, who is the Pocono Outdoors guy, has been a friend and advocate of the Fish on Ted podcast and our sister company, Marketing for Guides, for a couple years now. George broadcasts his own podcast live every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook Live. He then posts his episode on his YouTube channel, of course called The Pocono Outdoors Guy. Along with being a podcast host, George is also a well-known outdoor writer and outdoor videographer. To find out more about George's services, go to his website at www.poconooutdoorsguy.com. I'd also like to recognize Short Bus Flashers, who is based in Oregon. J.T. Gillette started Short Bus Flashers just over 10 years ago, and it has become the premier manufacturer of salmon fishing flashers on the West Coast. If you like catching salmon, you need to visit www.shortbusflashers.com and take a look at all the flashers and the hundreds of shapes and color combinations that are available. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Now, if you're a couple, three years out and you're listening to this episode, we are recording this just after the election in November of 2020. Uh, We officially don't have a new president or an old president at this time, if you remember. Um, People are still counting ballots and pointing figures. So uh, who knows how this is all going to go on. And of course, we got COVID looming in the background and all sorts of other crazy things. So it's just one of those times in life that uh, we're all going to get through. Well, today we're going to be talking with a gentleman that is part of the fishing industry that has kind of a unique thing going. And it's a pretty cool deal in regards to helping Northwest fishermen have the right tackle at the right times to catch uh, the fish that they want to catch. And so I'm going to leave that dangling out there sort of as an attractant and it for a second, and I'm going to ask Justin. Justin, are you on the line with us? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Oh, not too bad. Just another day out selling some tackle. <laughs> well, good, good for you. Well, well, Justin Bergen is um, the owner and operator of a company called, I, I hope I get this right, Justin, thetacklebox.fishing, not .com, right? Dot, dot .fishing. Well, the company itself is The Tackle Box, and we're a mobile and online tackle retailer. So the uh-huh. website domain is actually www.thetacklebox.fishing. Right. Um, but my, my company itself is The Tackle Box. Got it. Okay. Um, and I operate a, a seven by sixteen foot cargo trailer um, that I tow around to uh, all the fishing hotspots, and basically I, I take uh, the gear uh, people need to the places they need it. So uh, whether it's out at Buoy Ten, um, the Columbia River, uh, Drano Lake, or or the local tributaries, or or the local lakes, I'm able to uh, to, to to take the tackle where the the anglers need it. So. 
Oh, that's cool. So you show up. And that could even be on their couch. So. <laughs> How do they get it on their couch, man? Um, through the website. So basically I have an online store as well. So, you know, if you if you just, you know, don't feel like getting up and, and going down to your local big box store, or you can just order it online and, and it's usually one to two days shipping. So, you know, you order it on Monday, you'll have time to rig it up and, and have it ready for the weekend. So. So, so you, you haul this big trailer down to like what marinas and uh, uh, boat ramps and other places where fishermen are going by and you put up an open sign and people can come in and pick up the latest gear that's working for the fishery they're in. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it could be just driving out somewhere and, and pulling off the side of the road, uh, you know, catching the traffic going by. It could be, uh, Parking right at the boat ramp, uh, guys can load up on the last-minute tackle that maybe they forgot, or or maybe something I have, I have that they've been looking for that they can't find anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Or you know, if they come off the ramp and they they've snagged up a few setups, then then they don't have to uh, run to the store on their way home. They can just grab it from me and and be ready to go the next day. So that that's cool. Now I've got to ask, man. Do you, do you have a do you have a big handle on top of this cargo? Uh, trailer that goes up in it so it kind of looks like a tackle box i don't <laughs> the thought has come to my mind yeah yeah you put, <laughs> but you know, no i don't on, on that on that on that handle maybe you could have it flat when you're traveling and then when you set it up you could move the the handle up and it would say open on both sides right so it would you know yeah well you mentioned it now i can make it like those old plano boxes and just like the top like uh opens up and expands, oh, you know, like, like cool. the old Plano boxes. Oh, that'd be so cool, man. Well, oh. that, uh, maybe, maybe down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in, in regards to the tackle that you sell and that sort of thing, um, is, is it your own or are you a retailer for others tackle? Um, what, what kind of mix do you have? Um, so I do not make my own tackle. There's there's plenty of people that would do a much better job at that than myself. Um, I'm in the Pacific Northwest, so I specialize in uh, salmon, steelhead, uh, kokanee, and trout gear. Um, yeah. And so, uh, for example, we just got done with fall salmon season, so it was a lot of the the big uh, slashers uh, from Short Bus, which is one of your sponsors. I carry his product. Um, uh-huh. Uh, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear, a lot of their stuff um, I carry. Uh, and then, I, you know, one unique thing about me, too, is, is I love how many local tackle companies there are in our area. Right. And, um, you know, I've been able to pick up a few of, the, of those local tackle companies and, put, and bring them on board and, and get their name out as well. And, and in yeah. fact, you had one of them as a guest uh, the other night, uh, North Fork Lures, and you know, he was, uh, he might've been my first or second person on board. And, um, you know, uh, it's been awesome watching him expand and, and myself expand and, you know, like, and just grow, you know, we're, we're all kind of in this together and it's cool to watch just all the local guys, um, you know, be able to, to, uh, to get their name out there and, and to do this, you know, it's a pretty cool deal. Absolutely. So, so how did this all come to, fruition i mean is this something that you've been planning for a while or was it one of those you woke up in the middle of the night and you go hey i got an idea 
Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I moved. Let's see. I, I moved to the Pacific Northwest about six years ago. Um, I was uh, God, it's going to be a bad word up here, but I was one of those California transplants. Oh. Okay. Um, and I lived in Central Valley, California. And honestly, I I I fished as a like a younger teen, like in my my like. 10, 10 to 13 years old, I used to live on the Delta and, and did a little bit of bass fishing and striper fishing. And mm-hmm. and my life put me in a different direction. And, and you know, I'd go fishing when I, uh, when I'd go camping, I, I'd, you know, throw some power egg, you know, some power bait out there, or, you know, clip some bass or, uh, you know, go buy a couple of Rapalas and some, uh, some uh, rooster tails and um, but when I moved up here, you know, there, I, I had a fascination of, of just watching the steelhead and the salmon and, and started following some forums on, uh, on Facebook and YouTube and, um, you know, just kind of fell in love with fishing again and, uh-huh. um, you know, kind of became obsessed with it and, and just started getting into the different fisheries. And, um, you know, after 25 years of hard labor, um, I got, covid laid off uh on memorial day oh really? and um yeah um just everything kind of slowed down um i was a welder uh just just halted so um you know it was literally kind of Justin, I don't know. A little tackle shop. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just got pondering it and pondering it. And yeah. Hang, hang on just a second. And uh, I'm going to put a clap there. Let's, uh, I don't know if, if I'm breaking up when I'm talking to you, uh, but for the last minute, uh, things have been kind of unstable. Have you been hearing that? I haven't, no. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Maybe it's just me and my connection here. And you're being recorded through a, another. So I'm going to clap again, and we'll just assume, and I'll go back through when I edit it, that um, that everything was going through on your end, and it was a problem on mine. So um, we're coming back into uh, where you got laid off by COVID. I'll, I'll start it with a question, and then we can go from there. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So really, you got you uh, you got a long weekend as of uh, the end of May, uh, and and got laid off, huh? Yeah, it was it was rough. It was kind of you know we I was actually like ten minutes before I was heading out to go camping for the weekend, so oh crap, it was kind of a, a rough rough deal. Yeah, yeah. but anyhow. Um, um, so I don't know, a week la- week or so later, you know, we're, we're sitting at a friend's house thinking about it. And, and, you know, we brought up the idea of doing a, uh, a mobile tackle trailer. And I'm like, that sounds like a, you know, great idea. And, um, I mean, we literally came up with the, the, the name that night. Um, my buddy, he's like a kind of a techie guy. So he like went right on and like found my company name and found a web domain and it started up pretty quick and about a week later I went down and found the trailer I wanted and started putting up some pegboard and um, just started making some phone calls to people and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and I'd like to carry your gear. And 
you know, for, for the most part, most people are pretty receptive to it. They're like, man, that's an awesome idea. And I'm actually surprised how many people I talk to that go, man, I thought about doing that, man, I had that idea. Um, really? And, and I guess I was the only one crazy enough to actually do it. So, um, Good for you. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, you know, you are in the northwest section of Oregon and southwest section of Washington. Where, how do you figure where you're going to be set up the next day? Um, just kind of seeing some of the reports and stuff I see online or, or just kind of knowing what the fish are going to do. Obviously, uh, buoy 10 is kind of our world series of fishing. Um, so that's kind of a gimme. And then, and then the fish move up the river and, and it was actually funny when the, the weekend I went to Drano, um, I was at a local boat launch in the morning and everybody had launched and I'd done my sales and I, I had a pretty good morning. And, um, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just drive out to Drano and see what's going on out there. And much to my surprise, it was packed. So I, I pulled up there and I opened up the doors and, um, I was well received. Um, I, I didn't have enough inventory to justify going out there the next day. No, um, which is, which is good and bad. I mean, um, you know, obviously, uh, the more you, the more inventory you have, you know, the more money you're going to make. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like, okay, um, you know, I need to double my inventory and, and, you know, go hit it next weekend and next weekend. And then, and then that started slowing down and you, you kind of have to find the next spot. And right now I'm a, I'm kind of at a, at a good location, um, where I'm next to some of the tributaries and I'm also next to some of the Kokanee lakes. So I've been, uh, you know, transitioning a lot of my uh, inventory over to the twitching jigs, kokanee gear, um, steelhead gear, uh, spinners, um, some of the uh, brads, wigglers, stuff like that. So, um, and it, it's learning the fisheries. I mean, it's uh, one weekend I was at Drano and, and I sold out a Mexican hat uh, spinners. Mm-hmm. So I, I made all my phone calls and I said, man, I, you know, I, I, I need more Mexican hat spinners. And um, so I got all stocked up and I went out there the next weekend and everybody goes, Hey, do you have any other Brad's original super baits? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah I got some. I'm like, but I thought Mexican hats were the, were what you guys wanted. Oh, th- that was last week. Really? So, oh yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, I mean, I sold some, you know, but it was that, uh, you know, from week to week, uh, you know, the, the, the reports change, the fishing changes. So it's, uh, something I'm learning as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it's a process and it's fun and it's, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot about different fisheries, um, doing this. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet you, you are. Now, now the Mexican hat, the, uh, the, isn't that a short bus product? Um, it's kind of a generic name for a, a spinner, so uh, it's got a. Um, I'm I, I think several companies. It's kind of has a gold and a red and a green yep. um, stripe on it. Um, I guess that's where it gets his name. So uh, got it. Okay. Um, but but yeah, I'd be like I don't know, call it a tissue a Kleenex type of deal, like just right one of those generic type of names. So. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's a popular, popular color for sure. Any time of the year for salmon. So I'll, I'll be nice. Well, that's so cool, man. Uh, it uh, sounds like uh, you're really on to something. Yeah, I hope so. And, you know, I'm hoping once all this COVID stuff lifts that, um, you know, I'd like to be able to get into some, doing some events and some tournaments and, you know, just showing up at some, uh, um, just different things going on and, um, you know, get more partnerships. Um, you know, I'm talking to new companies every week that, you know, I'm trying to, to get on board and, and some of them are well known and, and some of them, you know, are, are up and coming and, you know, for as much as I want to carry everybody's product, my space is limited. So I have to be careful on, you know, pick and choose and, and, you know, everybody makes great products. You know, it's just, uh, you know, being able to have the right product that, that, that people are going to want and, and use and, um, well, makes sense. Now, now, do you carry rods and reels also? Um, not at this time. Uh, it's, it's, so my initial thought was grab and go tackle. So you're going to come in, um, you know, you're just going to grab it on and you're going to be able to tie it on because uh -huh. the way I looked at it was most guys at the, at the boat ramp. Um, I don't know about you, but I know myself, I'm, I'm planning the whole day the day before I got all my, my setups already tied up. I'm, I know what I'm going to go out and fish and I, you know, um, so for me, it was that last minute stuff, man, I forgot weights, uh, bumpers, uh, you know, maybe he's got that one color I couldn't find. Um, so that was kind of my initial intent. Um, and as I'm learning, um, you know, there, there's some, uh, there's product that I like to carry that, um, you know, that I don't right now. I, I started carrying hooks because, you know, a lot of people like to tie up their own stuff. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, few, I mean, miscellaneous stuff, some bead chains and some duo snaps and stuff like that. Just stuff people need at the last minute so and, and i'm continually learning you know uh what's smart to carry I, I i have some products that i that i thought looked sharp in the beginning and i put them on the wall and they're still hanging there so um it, it's all a process and it's all learning so yeah it's a big game isn't it i mean and and then like you were saying that if the bite goes off of one you know one type of lure or one type of presentation, and then they, you know, they move to something else. Then uh, you've kind of got to you know, keep a step ahead of that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and it, it when I first started this trailer, I was, you know, I had this number in my head of, of you know, I was like, you know, like five thousand dollars should be enough to like enough tackle to get this going. And I, you know, I made an order with. Um, I won't say the company name, but it was a, it was a good size, you know, $2,000, order. Uh -huh. And, um, I'm expecting like four huge boxes to show up, you know, of, of just all this tackle. And it was like, like, I don't know, one large box, maybe, mm. <laughs> maybe a box and a half. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> So, I learned that lesson quick. It, it it definitely cost me a little more than I thought to get the inventory in, and and you know I've been blessed that some some companies have been uh, have 
I wouldn't say taken me under their wing, but have worked with me and, you know, uh, and helped me out and getting this going. And, and, uh, you know, I like to think, uh, I have a pretty good, um, just rapport with people in the area. And, um, you know, I've got to build relationships and as, as people see me grow, then, then, you know, I know there was one guy I talked to a couple of weeks ago and, um, you know, there's a product that I want to carry. And he goes, yeah, you know, I know you, called me when you first started and I was a little hesitant about, you know, what direction you were going with this, but he's been able to watch me uh, grow and, and do what I'm doing. And, and uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get some of that product on, on, on board pretty quick. So, oh, cool. um, so it's growing, um, you know, it, it's, it's taken a little crazy little midnight thought and like turning it into reality. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's moving in the right direction. Oh, that's great, man. So you, you grew up fishing. Is that right? Uh, a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I do like some camping trips with my dad. Um, my uncle actually lived out in Florida. So I, I visit him and, you know, he had his little uh, dock in his backyard. Um, you know, and he's like, well, if you want to catch this type of fish, you cast it there. And if you want to catch this type of fish, you cast it here. And, it was a little canal off of a, uh, off of Port Charlotte. And, um, and that was just, that was kind of like, he was like kind of my inspiration for fishing. And, um, you know, I lived on the California Delta for a little while. So I was doing bass fishing and a little bit of striper fishing and mm-hmm. not really knowing what I was doing. And I was just a, a kid, you know, I had a little 10 foot, uh, fiberglass boat with like a 10 horse motor on it that they put around in and, and get lucky every once in a while with, uh-huh. um, you know, and then life circumstances changed. My lifestyle changed. And I got out of fishing for, for a long time. And, um, you know, as I got older, I'd go camping and, and do the basic trout fishing and go, uh, you know, buy some power bait and a couple of Rapalas and a couple of rooster tails and, and go to the lake and, you know, get lucky every once in a while. And, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, when I moved to the, you know, Pacific Northwest, you know, my passion for fishing kind of came back to me and, and uh, you know, just, just fell in love with it all over again when I moved up here. So. Oh, that no, that's great. So uh, what what's the craziest time you've ever had fishing? Oh, the craziest time. Um, I was, so when I was probably seven years old, I was out on a boat with my uncle and this was out in Port Charlotte, Florida. And, uh, we hooked into something big and I I was trying my, my little seven-year-old arms were trying as hard as I could to, to reel this thing in. And, and finally, uh, you know, my uncle helped me out and got it in and it was a ginormous, it was a humongous, uh, stingray. Really? And, uh, kind of, kind of kind of freaked me out honestly <laughs> um you know i didn't know what to expect and uh so i i mean I'd, I'd say that was probably like the craziest thing and, and it's a memory that you know uh you know a 35 year old memory that'll always stick with me you know just oh that's cool uh, i remember that moment like plain as day so yeah how big um, was the stingray so yeah um my seven-year-old self probably thought it was 10 feet wide. 
Um, in reality, it was probably three, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know, probably wasn't really that big, but, you know, uh, you know, being that age and seeing it, you know, it, it was, it was bigger than life, you know, it was just something you didn't expect to catch. So, oh man, that sounds like um, a fun day. Oh yeah. I mean, he was always a fun guy to fish with and, um, you know, I I think he was one of those. He was so fishy. I think he smoked so much. I think that nicotine scent had something to do with all the fish he caught. <laughs> oh really? Oh, no. I swear by it. I I I often thought some of these scent companies should come out with the nicotine uh, nicotine scent. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. No, you're 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 right. You know, uh, the older guys back then, you know, they'd have the kind of yellowish fingers and stuff and. I'm sure that transferred over to the metal on the uh, on on the fishing gear and that sort of thing, and they seem to know how to. Oh, absolutely! Them, you know. Yeah, and there's a there's a fishing guy that I go out with every once in a while, and he's uh he he smokes quite a bit, and he's one of the fishiest guys I know. So yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it yeah it's, it's it's amazing. It it is absolutely amazing. So are you primarily on the Columbia right now? Is that where you're going to be the next couple months? Um, so I've been up in the Woodland area um, just off the freeway, and, and we have the Lewis River right there, and a lot of guys travel up and down the I-5 corridor going up to, um, up to the Kalama, up to the Cowlitz. Um, and then we also have the Kokanee Lakes up there. We have Lake Merwin, uh, Yale Reservoir, um, swift uh swift reservoir just shut down for the year but um so i'm kind of able to get those those tributary guys um and uh some of the kokanee guys going up and, and our co our winter kokanee fishing is awesome up here um mm -hmm. you know uh a lot of fun you know get the kids out there and it's you know you can have a 30 or 40 fish day and easily um you know it's a, it's a 10 fish limit so um, you know, we can go up there and have a lot of fun with the kids and, um, you know, with the way our fisheries are right now, um, everybody wants to get out and that, that's been a good option for a lot of people. And, oh yeah. Um, and then come around January time, I'll, I'll head up to the, um, well, probably not so much for the trailer as far as fishing wise. I like to go up to the Hood River area after January, they open up sturgeon retention up there. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun to go yeah. up there and and fight some sturgeon and and bring some home for dinner. So. Oh yeah, sturgeon is incredible eating, man. I love, I love smoked sturgeon. That's my absolute favorite. But uh, yeah, they they uh, what is it like a two week uh, retention period now on the Columbia, or is it longer than that? Um, the Hood River retention for sturgeon is interesting. They, I, they, a lot of number, um, and then they kind of focus on that number. And uh -huh. I can't. It was open quite a while last year. Um, uh, it's just whenever that number, I can't remember what the exact number is, but once they hit that number, then they shut it down. So it could be two weeks. It could go on for a couple months. So Got it just kind of depends on on the opportunities and how many. Uh, how many fish are caught, how many legal fish are caught. It's only a, uh, I think, oh, my brain went down on me. I was going to say 44 to 50 inch limit, I think, but I think it might be a little bit bigger up there. Yeah. 
I don't remember, but I know in the lower river it's only a 44 to 50 inch, so it's only a right. six inch slot limit. So right now, do you fish off? I always catch them either inch and a half too short or inch and a half too big. Yeah. Do you fish out of a boat up there, or do you fish off the bank? I fish off my boat. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's some there's some good holes that I that I've found up there. Oh. So. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, and there's not a ton of a lot of, a lot of people don't like launching their boat in ice and snow. So mm-hmm. it's uh, most of the guys that are up there fishing, you see them every weekend. It's the same few guys up there all the time. So. Oh really? Oh, that's uh, fun. I yeah. I mean, you recognize all the boats and um. So. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll bet so. I'll, I'll bet so. Well, cool, man. Well, and then you've got uh, obviously the rest of 2021, and my guess is con- fishing is con- going to continue to become more and more popular after a downturn for a number of years, just because it uh, in itself is social distancing, is it not? Yeah. Um, let's just hope. So Washington state was the only state in the nation to shut down fishing uh, right. when COVID first started. Um, so it, it, let's just hope it doesn't get to that point again. Um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of people have, uh, have, have found fishing um, as a hobby they want to go out and do and, you know, just, just to get away from the people and go do something outdoors. And, um, you know, and, and we need to watch the, you know, continue to watch the sport grow and, and hopefully the opportunities present themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that fishing is probably the most political thing I've ever been a part of as far as regulations and and all the stuff going on in the background, you know. Yep. I was all geared up to go sockeye fishing for the first time this year on the Columbia River and then on Wednesday they said it's done and they shut it down and I was like, man, like right when it gets good, you know, it seems like every time it gets real good, they shut it down. <laughs> it's like, ah. Yeah, no kidding. It's like so... guys like you and guides and everything else, isn't it? I mean, it's sort of uh, oh, absolutely. a target. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't imagine being a guide, like trying to keep up with everything and, and you know, knowing where you're going to fish from one week to the next. And yeah, yeah. Those... Hoping they don't shut it down on you. And um, yeah, so. But we've had some good runs and, you know, hopefully it continues to grow and, you know, it just, uh, you know, the popularity of the sport continues to grow and, you bet, you know, it's cool being out on the road and just meeting with people and, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, some people are really experienced and, and some people, you know, are just getting their feet wet. It's, it's cool to, you know, uh, have the opportunity to, to serve both those people and, uh, you know, I, I, I was out of Drano one uh, uh, about a month and a half ago, and I sold a guy, a guy a lure, and he comes back up off the water about 45 minutes later, and I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, I'm done. I threw that lure on there. I got my, my two fish, and I'm done for the day. Pulled his boat out. I'm like, Woo-hoo. right on. Like, <laughs> that felt pretty good. You know, I was able yeah, to have that, uh, that lure he needed, you know, at the, at the, at the place he needed it, so... <laughs> Oh, that was pretty the, cool. The businessman in you thinks I got to go in that trailer and remark those things. That just went up two hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, you know, it's another funny thing too. Is uh, you know, uh, my prices are very competitive. You know, uh-huh. um, 
you know, they're they're within a dollar of all the stores. You know, so might be higher, might be lower, but yeah. everybody goes, man, you're you're out at the boat ramp. You know, you can like you can charge ten dollars for that six dollar lure, and I go, oh, you know what, I could, but um, you know, people buy a lure because they have, you know, because they yeah. need it, or they can come in and have a shopping experience, and mm-hmm. and they can find me online, and you know, I'd rather be able to sell them three or four items, and uh, you know make the same margin you know and you know no they'll come back so uh and, and that's the that's the that's the name of that game is treating people well and having them come back uh over and over again and yeah absolutely you know um you know with the trailer i don't have the the overhead of a store you know i don't have the the mortgage and, and the, the light you know all that i got my little generator i put a couple bucks of gas in and, and fire up the lights and uh-huh. turn on my radio and I I just put my little propane heater in there because it's starting to get a little cold and and uh you know get out there and sell some tackles so there, there you go I'll bet you've you've had some really interesting conversations I would imagine some people come in and just talk your ear off you know uh, and and uh, you're you're finding out things about the fisheries and and fishing that um you know is helping you expand your knowledge too yeah, absolutely. And I've only, you know, I've only lived in the Pacific Northwest for about six years. So, um, you know, it's uh, a lot of this stuff is, is new to me. Um, you know, uh, you know, where there's people that have grown up on these, you know, uh, rivers and stuff, you know, 30 to 60 years, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I get little tidbits of information and, um, you know, uh, find out all sorts of interesting things and, um, you know, uh, get reports and and be very selective on which ones that I, I I give a little bit of information on and not share too much and um yeah it's cool um you know and and then you'll get some guy that'll tell you the way he's rigging something up and you're just like how did do, how does that even work right right you know how how do you rig that up and and that catches fish and it's like Yep, been catching fish for 20 years. I'm like, interesting. I'm not going to do that, but good for you. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, it, it's cool, man. And and I love interacting with people. I, you know, I've 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 been doing labor work for for uh, you know 25 plus years, and you know, yeah. I just not my gig, man. And and uh, you know, doing something you're passionate about and, and finding a niche and um, you know, being able to, to live something out that, you know, you have passion in is, is what it's all about. So, absolutely. Um, you know, hopefully this, this grows and, and, uh, you know, it, it, who knows what, what it, what it can evolve to, you know, maybe it can have little, little trailers all over the place or who knows, um, you know, it's just kind of a cool little, cool little deal I get to do and, um, you know, have fun doing it. So. That, that's right. In business, you know, you never want to say never. You, 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 there's opportunity abound and you just need to uh, follow your heart and your dream and, you know, help enough people. What is it? Ziegler, Ziegler says, help enough people get what they want and you will get everything in the world that you want. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, uh, it seems, you know, every day or every week, uh, you know, a different opportunity kind of presents itself to me and, you know, uh, it does. 
you know, whether I have the, the means to chase it at that moment or if I go, okay, you know, I, I need to put that off for a month or two, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see how I can make that happen. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity and, um, you know, uh, and, and another cool thing is, you know, there's so many guys around here that have like their own little niches and things, whether it be tackle companies or, or, you know, this guy doing YouTube or this guy getting into guiding or, mm-hmm. you know, this person starting a little business and, and we all, we all kind of like help each other. Um, uh, we all kind of advertise for each other, yep. you know, and, and, and there's a little, little tackle shop that, uh, you know, I'll give her, give her a shot out. Finn's tackle shop there. It's a little coffee shop in, in class and I Oregon. Yeah. Um, but every time I drive through Bowie Tan, I got to stop in there and talk to Debbie and, and talk a little fishing and, and she'll put a little blast on, on me on Facebook and I'll, you know, say, Hey, if you're in class and I need tackle, stop at her store. And, you know, it's all about helping each other out. And sure it is. We're all a little community and, and, you know, if we can all, if we can all bolster each other up then you know, we can all be successful and, and there's plenty of opportunity for everybody to be successful. So. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. That's what business is all about is the, helping each other out and, and, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it, it will grow exponentially if you keep that always in mind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm, and I'm not gonna, the guy that's going to compete with the big box store. And, and I, I have to remind myself that sometimes I got my little niche and, mm-hmm. um, and that's not what I'm trying to do. You know, it's right. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, Justin, hey, I got a quick question for you. If you had one, yeah, what's that? Yeah, if you had one more fishing trip in you, you woke up tomorrow morning, and something hits you in the back of the head, and it goes, Justin, you got one more fishing trip, you got one more type of fish to go chase. What would you fish for? Where would you go? And what would you use? Um, I don't know what I would use, but I've always kind of dreamt of catching a billfish or a sailfish. Oh, or something, something big. Like just, I've always had this vision of just catching one of those big monsters off, off the coast of somewhere. Um, huh? and don't know why, but that's just always kind of been like that dream fish that I want to bring to a boat. I think uh-huh. it'd be really cool. Like a marlin or a sailfish or something like that. Yeah, just yeah. just one of those exotic exotic fish that you just reel it up and see it, and you're just blown away by by what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I've, I've done that a couple times in my life, and uh, um, it is a uh, you know it feels like you're going to get your arms ripped out of your sockets when you know one of those things hit one of those. Uh, uh, things you're dragging behind those boats, you know, and those great big <laughs> hoochie things. I don't know what they call them, but um, I hooked a marlin one time when I was holding the pole. Holy smoke! <laughs> just about took me off the back end of that thing. It was crazy, man. Yeah, so that's definitely. I have another one of those uh, those stingray moments, you know, where I just bring it to the boat and I'm just in awe of what what I just pulled yeah. in. So, you know, when, when you I go do that, if you go down to like Mexico, uh, Cabo, uh, further south, Puerto Vallarta, that sort of thing, there's a fish down there called a rooster fish. Are you familiar with a rooster fish? I've heard of a rooster fish. Yeah. Yeah, you, rooster fishes are cool, man, and uh, they're not as big as a billfish. 
Um, but the the way you fish for them, you're very very close to the to the uh, to the beach, you know, and you're you're kind of fishing that tidal water. And it took me a while to figure the darn thing out because you let them grab the. We usually use live bait. You let them grab the live bait, and you don't set the hook until they run like 50 to 100 yards. It's the hardest thing in the world to do, you know, because if you had a salmon that was going going that fast, you know, you'd be setting that hook immediately. Here, you don't do that. Yeah. And they'll they'll take it for whatever reason. It's like they're running into a candy store, grabbing a piece of candy, and they're running out the door without paying for it. And you let them get down the block a ways. And then that's when they start eating that damn thing. And then you set the hook, you know. And I lost so many roosters the first couple times I did it because I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, um, let them run with the bait. And billfish are sort of the same way. You always have the, you know, the guys in the boat screaming at you, you know, don't set it, don't set it, don't set it, you know, and uh, it's a, it's a long, you know, it's a long 20 seconds, that's for sure. Oh, I bet, I bet, yeah, that's definitely yeah. just a dream that I have one of these days. There, yeah, yeah, put the, absolutely put that on your bucket list, man, and, and uh, enjoy that experience, because it, uh, it's a crazy one. Well, Justin, I want to thank you, man, for coming on board and, and sharing your story and your uh, uh, information about fishing and your tackle business. And gosh, we just wish you the best, man. It sounds like you are on a great ride right now um, and uh, have a tremendous opportunity out there. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, all I can do is just just wake up the next day and just keep moving forward and uh, and, and see where it takes me. And, and I appreciate you for having me on. Um, uh, I'm a little overwhelmed by, by, by the invite and, um, you know, a little humbled by it as well. So I, I, I appreciate that. Well, well, we uh, we're honored to have you on board, my friend. It's uh, like you said, right? We're scratching each other's back, are we not? And that's the uh, that the, you know that's the key to the key to everything right now. Absolutely, <laughs> Justin. Uh, tell us real quick how people can find you again, and uh, maybe where you're going to be located over the 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 next thirty days or so. Um, so the best way to find me is um, on Facebook. I'm at the Tackle Box PNW. Uh, I'm on Instagram at the Tackle Box underscore PNW, and I usually um, post my location. I try to post it the night before. Sometimes I just drive and find a spot and park there. But once I'm there, I'll I'll post it on my Facebook where people can find me. Um, and then also, you know, if you guys are on your couch and you guys just want to look at the, my selection, you can find me at www.thetacklebox.fishing. Um, no dot coms or anything. It's www.thetacklebox.fishing. And all my, all the rest of my, in, uh, my inventory and my information's on there. So you can check me out there. Cool. And, I, and as I remember going to your website, you have a, a chat button too don't you um i think you can chat with me yeah. <laughs> and nobody's done it yet oh is that right and i've honestly yeah no and, and every once in a while i get a alert on my phone saying that you know somebody's popped on my website and I, oh yeah yeah it says, do you want to chat with them and i'm like 
I feel like I'd be kind of creepy, like, hey, how can I help you? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, start out the conversation with, where are you going to be fishing tomorrow? Yeah. What are you using, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just totally like creep them out. Um, That's funny. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Justin, uh, man, I, I, I sure appreciate you, and uh, best of luck to you. We're looking forward to seeing you on the rivers as the next month and years go on, and you and I will uh, share a coffee or a cold, frosty beverage one of these days. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Okay. Look forward to that. You take care, man.